Hello and welcome to episode number one of Cabaret, darlings. I'm your host, Millie Dollar, and this is what I sound like. We are sponsored today by my eco-friendly sideline, milliedollarbeauty.com, a range of vegan biodegradable cosmetic glitters, super light, amazing synthetic, that's a hard word, synthetic silk lashes, and you can save using our podcast promo, Cabaret Darlings, all one word, all caps, to save 10% on your next order. Ooh, Ooh, 10%. That's pretty good, I think. Yeah, it's nice. So today, our guest is Velma Von Bon Bon. Hello. Hello. In her very swish dinosaur jumper, just like Dita Von Teese. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm really glamorous because this is cabaret. This is darlings, cabaret, darling. Um, I'm lounging in my silk matching 1930s pajama set on a velvet chillon. I am wearing marabou slippers, which yeah. is kind of weird because I'm in your house. And we have a dining table. <laughs> and uh, there's going to be chocolates brought to us. Oh, nice. Do we have a butler? Day. Yes. Oh, brilliant. I've always wanted Semi-clad. one of those. <laughs> and, no, dinosaur jumper, socks. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's everything trousers. we need. Trousers. Oh, I'm wearing, oh, yeah. I'm wearing um, trousers. I'm glad you specified that. Otherwise, because this would be a very different type of podcast, exactly. wouldn't it? Talk so. about what's in the imagination. <laughs> imagine you us. can imagine what my trousers look like and whether they cover yeah. my legs. We will not describe them, but we may describe the jumper at some point. <laughs> pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It's got good jumps. All right. So um, you've been a regular host at Martini Lounge, which is, of course, my show. Yes. And how we got to know each other as well, because we must have met like. 10 years ago uh, no more than that because it is my 10 year anniversary in the jungle oh wow so we met probably at least a year before that so 11 years because we'd known each other and then i went to the show probably after i'd known you for a little bit in a different yeah. context sort of like corsety type context yes. working in a corset shop yeah <laughs> and then accidentally got a ticket to your show because it was always sold out. I love the fact that it was an accidental. Yeah, but I mean, I, yeah, I didn't even know it existed, and uh, yeah, so it was back then. It was, it was in a, a secret shop. show. People didn't know that. Well, it, it sold. <laughs> it sold out like two yeah. months in advance every single time, and I was in a vintage shop, and someone had needed to sell a ticket because they were ill or something. Yeah, and it was literally like, "Hey, do you want to go to this show? I don't really know you, but come with us." So, because I went, I used to shop so much, I would get friends with shop owners. <laughs> you still are. Yeah, still exactly. Like, yeah, like, owners. you just make friends with shop owners because you go in there so often. Um, and yeah, I went and I just had the best time and the rest is history. Amazing. I'm glad that we, you know, I could have been your introductor mm. or introductor. Well, it was lucky because it was a really good lineup. I know, they're always good lineups. Hey, you've got to but, say that. Yeah, yeah they are. Uh, but at the time, you know, it was very classic. Like it, it was some it, of the most icon people who have turned out yeah. to be the most iconic. Yeah, performers. was kind of different back then as well. Like we worked dirty enough. <laughs> we go hard. But now. I remember. Yeah, I don't. I get confused with the first sort of two or three shows I saw, which order they were in. Yeah. But um, Anaphylaxis was definitely in one of the very early ones I, I saw. Yeah, she was and quite a regular for a little bit. Just the fact that her pasties were the tops of washing up liquid bottles. Like, that <laughs> blew my mind. Was like, what? I've seen a different world. I, <laughs> I didn't see that coming. 
I was <laughs> just like, <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, sure. Now everybody has pasties in the shape of weird shit. But back then, <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like, it was mind blowing. It blew my tiny mind. Yeah. I just thought that they would just be circles. <laughs> but no. <laughs> I love the that fact that, that they could be away. something else <laughs> was just like, this is more creative yeah. than I realised. But then it went on to, you debuted at the Martini yes. Lounge. So, and now it was the first time you hosted, I think, was when you were yes. like the last minute host. Yes. And now you're the regular host, which is a really nice, just like, cool. It's like this a little is... family. And like how, yeah. the Hubble-Burlesque family. That's how life works. It's nice. Just yeah. Accidents. Happy accidents. I mean, we didn't give each other anniversary gifts. That's... When was your anniversary, though? Well, when we met. <laughs> not, like, not our husband. No, for when we met. Yeah, for when but we, we met. But we don't even know when it was, because <laughs> like, it was it 10 was years ago. Like, more than that. 10 or 11 years ago. <laughs> no, 11, at least 11. Probably a bit more than 11. Yeah. Oh, well, It'll probably be now. corsets. <laughs> Something to do with corsets. Corsets and stockings. Yeah. Vintage shit. <laughs> so you're skilled in... God, this is, a, this is a long list of your various skills. Is stilt walking, unicycling, aerial hoop, silks, aerial chains, quick changes, and more. So is there anything else you think you're going to add in the future? Yeah. Oh, I've definitely got plans, but... I don't Are you know. Are keeping I don't... a secret? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just haven't decided yet? No, I, well, I bought a foot juggling table a year ago, mm. which speaks volumes about how well that's going. Because <laughs> um, like, these things take time uh, well, to learn. Yeah, but also you have to put practice in, yeah. ankle practice. And, oh, is that one of those things that people can do when yeah. they have any free time at all? Yeah. I've heard so... tell of this. Yeah. It, it, I'm still in ten, It's kind of like a 10-year plan. Is, is yeah, and I had a, I had a fantastic lesson um, with uh, Ulrik um, Storch, who is amazing, and it's just uh, on the back burner. I don't yeah. know the unicycle I had for two years before I even touched it. Literally, it was yeah. just in a corridor for two years. But then there's also I have many many small instruments. I've never been picked like up. Musical instruments? Yeah, yeah. Like really? I have a tiny, tiny ukulele. And, uh, you know, I've got my tiny clown bike, which is not very much use. <laughs> I do love I the it fits guitar. In a I was like, though. I want to learn guitar. It'll be so cool. <laughs> you need like ten, 20 more hours in the week, I think. Well, I'm, no, I'm just. All this stuff. Not everything I try and learn will stick. And that's fine. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully the foot juggling will. That's the plan. 10 year plan. Yeah. Tenure plan is good. Yeah, but and I do you, need you to have like, get on with plan. it. Cause... Well, yeah. yeah. But, you know, you've got ten years to get on with it. That's a long time. I have no idea what I'm going to be doing in ten years. Like, oh, this. Who's doing this? Yeah. Ten whole years straight. It's already been ten years. We're only halfway. Yeah. <laughs> so you are, of course, um, married to Rob, who is a comedian. Yes. So you're both creatives. Yes. Um, so, which is something I have in common with you because obviously I'm married to Ed. He's mm-hmm. also a creative. But how do you find like creatives in relationships? Because you both kind of work along the similar vein. You have the similar yeah. stresses. It's really, it's lovely. I just wish we had more time together. I yeah. think that's the thing. So we work weird hours and don't see enough of each other. But it's really nice to just have a bottle of wine and listen to 
music and sort of get excited about ideas that may never get made. (laughs) (laughs) Or things, again, that we've been talking about for a long time, creating a company walkabout stuff, which is another thing that is on the back burner, but gradually, gradually progressing a little bit by bit. Mm -hmm. We've got our unicorn, baby unicorn, our baby dragon puppet, so... We are, we are doing that together for the first time this year. We did it together. So you're creating a puppet family. Yeah. No. And we did it together um, at Chester um, and also a, a lovely little gin festival. And it was so nice. A gin was... festival? Yeah. They had a family what? day. <laughs> family day at a gin festival. How would you have a family day at a gin festival? Well, like, the parents drink gin and uh, yeah, literally just carry. something to entertain the children. And yeah. the children just love unicorns, <laughs> um, which is, it was really nice. Did you, did you get to enjoy the gin? We had a gin, but I was driving. Sing- so. oh, singular yeah. gin. They could have given you a takeaway, takeaway gin, well, which is what us, I hear is the, just a bottle of gin. The gin was donated to us. Not a bottle, but yeah. a, a nice gin. A bit. And it was lovely. A bit of gin. A bit of gin. A bit of gin is good. Everyone needs a bit of gin. <laughs> I've got wine. Just telling the public. <laughs> because <laughs> disclaimer. Disclaimer. Wine. Can there you is... hear it? It's silent wine. It's probably if you tap the glass and you can make an announcement. I have wine, everyone. <laughs> this is a beautiful speech, but I'm not sure about the rest of the wedding. All right. <laughs> So, we're going to talk about, shortly, a performer from Burlesque History, but quickly I'm going to tell you all about Montrose Studios. Okay. Montrose Studios is a Manchester-based photography studio who work with both professional models and photographers, and those who want to dip their toe into the world of modelling or photography. So, they specialise in vintage pin-up photography and using authentic vintage sets. There are so many spaces to inspire you if you're the model or the photographer. They will provide everything from makeover shoots to group photographer events. You can find me shooting there regularly as well if you want to come along and shoot me. Do you? (laughs) Um, Well, I don't have a fancy camera, but I have a phone. Uh, iPhone will do, that's fine. Um, (laughs) Huawei, I bought it just for the camera. Brilliant. (laughs) You can find me there uh, shooting as well alongside many amazing models. So I pop up the occasional group shoots which happen the first weekend of the month so if you want to you can join i was gonna say is that (laughs) an invitation can anyone join in the group shoots people can join in the group shoots so if you can find all the information um on the facebook group montrose discussions events and hire so there's all the information there for anyone that wants to join in as a photographer or as a model oh cool I've seen well I've seen a lot of the pictures and they are very kinky in a good way. Well <laughs> my like my pictures are pretty kinky, yeah. yeah <laughs> so also and, listeners, uh, subscribe, go on Patreon, yes, find people's yes. thank you modeling for, pages. Thank you for plugging my Patreon. <laughs> plug everything. Uh-huh. I have listened to enough podcasts to know how this works. <laughs> Um, so if you join their Facebook group, Montrose Discussions, Events and Hire for information on those as and when they happen, plus other themed group shoots. So they have a Halloween shoot coming very soon. Oh, Halloween shoot. Now, yes. That's good because it's October. It is so October. That's really, so that's really, really appropriate. It's so just the right time. It's the perfect, perfect time, time to get your shoot. Get yourself down there, throw some flick, fake blood on a model, shooting. Yeah, and those sets, Shoot. they look really cool. The sets I mean, you're not going to be able to get that anywhere else. I've spent a lot of time there, and they 
uh, what's always, your favorite set oh, i don't know because there's some really good sets but i do quite like the betty page style set mm. obviously because i have a big lover of anything retro fetish so i'm usually mm. hanging around there do look quite a like the barnyard set though because i appreciate a roll in the hay Hey. <laughs> but so, then also if that's your if that's your thing maybe that could be a present for someone yeah <laughs> uh you know get get your partner a little shoot swing them around in the little in surprise that hay bale there. maybe with them or maybe surprise them with some sexy yeah. pictures of yourself so sophie and phil really know this stuff as well and look out for everyone in the studio whether you're modeling or photography so it's a really nice lovely friendly environment so it's pretty chill. Yeah, and that's is important, we, isn't it? Because we when want. you're getting in your kinky you, you gear... You want to feel relaxed. When yeah, you want to feel relaxed. Some people in are nervous. Of the yeah. Contact them by email sophie at montrose-studios.co.uk That is sophie at montrose-studios.co.uk And you can find them on Facebook and Instagram at Montrose Studios, or one word. Very nice. Very yeah, lovely. I'm definitely going to follow them. Yeah, you should follow them. They put some good pictures up all the time. I and I'm not pictures... just saying that because no, I'm in them. I have seen good pictures a lot, but I would like to see more of them. So I'm going to follow that. Yeah. Straight on it. Get on that I'm Instagram. Get on it. <laughs> like a carb on it. <laughs> all right. So are you ready for me to tell you a wee story? I'm excited Ooh. about the story. See, I'm being good and I'm having a cup of tea, which... Doesn't really sound as nice, I don't think, as the wine, but... Wine time. Tea. <laughs> <laughs> if you hear any slurping or gulping, it's probably just us drinking either wine or tea. Yeah. So, don't worry about it. Do not change the channel. Alright, so I'm going to tell you about Betty Jamel. Okay. Have you heard of Betty Jamel? No. no. no oh, so this is a new, yeah. a new subject. I yep. think this is someone that you're going to like. Okay. I think this is some history that you're going to like. I'm settling in. Mm. Get your comfy. Get my position. Click your fingers, get that butler, get that chocolate. So, Betty Jamel was known as the little bo bundle of fun. The little bundle of fun. Yeah. <laughs> you don't like that tagline? No, that's cute. It's cute, right? I thought it was How cute. little was she? Um... Doesn't say. <laughs> I couldn't actually find it anywhere. I think she was about like four foot nine, maybe. I hate when people are smaller than me. Why? <laughs> you like, I want to be the, the smallest. Little... I want to be the smallest bundle yeah, of fun. Yeah, if you're going to be short, you might as well be the shortest person. Yeah. Well, as well as being the little bundle of fun, she was also one of the most hardworking women in Borderville and Cabaret. Ah, I thought this may resonate with you somewhat. Thank you. Someone I love that everybody thinks I'm really hard working. It's, really nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really fantastic veneer that you've managed to get going. It's a weird little tagline that I've managed to get, but I feel the really hardest guilty. Work, working woman in cabaret. Yeah, but it's, it's, I'm sure there's people that work way harder than me. <laughs> Just you work pretty hard. I do work hard. <laughs> also. Work a lot, but yes, yeah, not not dissing anyone. Else, you know, everybody <laughs> works hard. Everyone works. It's hard. tough. It's true. It's a it's a hard old world. Out there. It is. But she worked hard, and she did. Well, she first appeared on stage at the age of ten, working right. alongside her father, two of her brothers, and a sister with their stage act, the Four Jamels, which I hope didn't involve any counting, because that's five, isn't it? 
So hang on, say that so, again. So she appeared on stage with her father. Yeah. Two of her brothers. Yeah. And a sister. All oh, right. Yeah. So that's five. Four siblings and a father. So was the father like, I'll play the piano and you go and be Unless the poor Jamel? He had a different surname. For no, some he had reason. the same, same surname. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe but just he wasn't part of, like, maybe he was just about the kids. <laughs> He's like, just I to will be like, give them their I'm time. I'm there. Yeah. To it's their time to shine. The supervisor. Maybe he was like their manager. Yeah. But all So he played. He was. He, he played well, they piano. they did various things. Like all of them did various things. So which Betty learned. So uh, she learned at this time, at the age of ten, learned how to sing and dance. Which you know, that's easy when you're ten. But she learned how to throw her voice. And if you think of the ten year olds that you've met in your life, would you like any of them to have the ability to throw their voice? I, was, I thought at first you were asking if I liked any of them, and I was about to say, nah. <laughs> no, I hated every time <laughs> no. I ever met. Um, <laughs> no, some of them are fine. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's a skill. That it is, is a, like a ten-year-old ventriloquist. Yeah, like that's that's sh- that, that, is, that is a winner of Britain's Got Talent. That is that's, that's <laughs> some Simon Cowell shit. like that shit. Yes, uh, but the four Jamels disbanded before the First World War. I very confused when I read that because mm. I'm not sure how you disband a family well they just went off did their solo project they went solo so, <laughs> like, you know, like so Michael Jackson with the uh, yeah. yeah with the like Jackson the Spice Girls kind of yeah, they kind of did <laughs> I don't know they're not they weren't a family though they were <laughs> I mean they were think a family about it, really. <laughs> they, they, they were special I mean, don't tell the Spice Girls they're not family because I'll be like, yes. They are. might re- they might listen to this, and then then like, and then they're gonna we sue are you. Our family, we are. And all of our fans, <laughs> everyone listening, you're part of our family. Um, we expect presents at Christmas. Okay, so her, her and her father became a double act instead, with Betty playing the piano, dancing, and singing, but as she was quite small for her age. She would often wear a lace dress and ringlets during the performances. So, this is the age so of, to look older, to look younger. Oh right, they wanted so, us to look younger. Yeah, like a like a baby doll. Okay. So, have you seen whatever happened to Baby Jane? Yes. You know that I I picture yes. this as like Baby Jane Hudson. Yeah. Like mm. I've written a letter to Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. That. All that freaky shit. That's what I imagine. When but I then, think of it. back then, it was a bit more like it was fine. Kind of yeah, then, I you guess. know, cute kids. Yeah, get on stage and sing. We need to. Yeah. we need to eat. <laughs> she went solo. It didn't say at what age though. She went right. solo. So from the age of ten mm-hmm. to some point, to she some was point. like, "Bye, Dad. I don't want to wear the dress no more. Okay, and I want to straighten my hair. I'm fed up with ringlets. Yeah, understandable." Yeah, I mean, I grew out of that very <laughs> long time ago. It's like, please, Dad, well, don't make me I sing don't have songs. a choice. I'd look like I've stuck my finger in a socket on a regular occasion. <laughs> you know? Just GHDs um, <laughs> as soon as uh, as soon as I could afford them. Yeah. Uh, well, after she went solo, she began writing, creating her own material using all of her previous training. So venture the rhythm, singing. Mm. dancing so on but her skits included a pastiche of swan lake 
where she played a fairy, right? Uh, an opera singer, and as a concert pianist whose only ability was to play all of the wrong notes. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Although, <laughs> if it's just all of the wrong notes, isn't it just random notes? Well, I know, there was, <laughs> yeah, you've got to have. I feel like to have the context of a wrong note, you play need to have some uh, right notes to know yeah. what's a wrong note. Or play otherwise, the notes around the right note. Yeah, because otherwise it's just someone mashing at a piano. Yeah. But she was a trained pianist, so there must have been some method to this. I just think that was just the way it was phrased. I think it must have been the occasional yeah. wrong note for, you know, comedy's sake. Well, it's, it's just saying artfully placed. all of the wrong notes. Yeah, exactly, but that's and not, they, that can't be true. Well, there was that joke of, you you know, playing that song wrong, and it's like I'm playing all the right notes, just not necessarily in the right order. Yeah. Unless she just sort of played it all slightly yeah. down the piano. Do you know what I mean? Like maybe she just took the whole... Just a little... Like, just, just took it... Different to, tempo, took different... It, well, just took uh, it down pitch. like a, an octave. Not Well, no, an octave, it would sound the same. But, you know, like a semitone or a tone. So yeah. it just sounded a bit wrong. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not musical enough to know Yeah. if that would sound wrong <laughs> enough. Someone, but anyway, write, I like write the idea write that write she in was into know. comedy. Yeah. Stuff. Oh, there's more to come. Oh, there's plenty more to come. Uh, she also joined the Tiller Girls for a skit. You know the Tiller Girls? They were like um, the high-kicking chorus line. Yeah. Um, so they're all like around the same height. They uh-huh. all had the similar look. And she was tiny. And she would tiny and join would join them. Yeah. As that part of that skit, but she performed this in Liverpool at oh, the Pavilion. Wow. Um, Theatre, which is now the Pivi Bingo Hall. I was going to say, yeah, I've <laughs> yeah. heard of that. It's about a 10 minute drive from where we're currently sitting. Yeah. So yeah, she was that. not that far away. Really not that far away at all. And what sort of, this would have been after the war then, would it? Well, she became quite popular in her own right throughout the 1910s and beyond. Right. But when um, she performed in Liverpool, it would have been the early 50s. So she oh, kind of. a lot older. She would, well, yeah. There's a, she was in the scene a lot. Right. She worked a very long time. Yeah, uh, she she began working with other comedians um, of the era, teaming up with Nat Jackley. Don't know if you heard of them. No, no. I want to find more pictures on because I found a few. Yeah, that's quite interesting. But he was really tall and angular, which right. complemented her short frame. Hmm. So they had a term called "at the ball." I can't find any explanation or further information on it. But I can kind of imagine what that would entail. Like I can picture it in my mind. So it's kind of like a so it's a, a ring on dancing the skip. size difference and yeah. how awkward that might be. I mean, yeah. she might be looking well, at depends how tall he was and how <laughs> short she was. That might be an awkward place quite... for a face to be. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. That'd be have to be a very severe height difference. It would, be, yeah. But I did when but... I was fourteen actually dance. Mm-hmm with a boy who I did not really want to dance with. It was very awkward. Um, but he, he, Why did you dance with Because he Societal asked me and oh. uh, was just a bit like, okay. Uh, yeah, what, I did you was... Dance to? Was it like a proper dance? No, like a slowy, da- you know, just swing side to side. Was it like Whitney Houston or something? I've got the worst <laughs> memory. This is great for a podcast, <laughs> isn't it? I can't remember anything. I don't remember what happened last week. <laughs> Uh, no, but I do remember the height difference being so significant that I was literally looking at his belly button. You know, if he if he had <laughs> did he have on. a good belly button? I don't know because he had clothes oh. on. Thank God, that because tease. he was really <laughs> no, he was gross. But 
So yeah, so it's yeah. possible to have that. It's um, possible. I'm sure that could have been quite hilarious. Yeah. Well, it does say that during um, this skit, Betty would wear a too tight ball gown, mm. which was split up one side to reveal her skinny legs. So it sounds like she had quite. Like, and people are like, hi, your legs, legs are so skinny. It's yeah. hilarious. Pretty Which much. Is, I mean, don't think they would think that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> was different. People would be like, ooh, a skinny leg. That's sexual because everything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe at that time it was like, that leg's too skinny that to be sexual. That leg's like a little noodle. Look it's at your little noodle legs. <laughs> I wish that, that we lived in that time now where... <laughs> where all you had to do was be like, leg. But <laughs> that was a good joke. It is. It's hard to be a woman and be funny in many ways because people will go oh no you're sexy or that's sexual or I see you in a sexy way so to to be a a woman with a little skinny leg coming out and that to be funny yeah that's the dream (laughs) (laughs) I want to have legs I want to have legs that I think we should get maybe if there's anyone listening who would like to draw um, some funny legs <laughs> that are skinny. Send, send us in some Send us in a little legs. picture. Of in a ball gown. Funny legs preferably. in a ball gown. You can add the rest of the body yeah. uh, for context. Uh, it's said that they also teamed up in drag Yeah. Um, with Betty playing the male part and Nat playing the female part. Mm. So it's not stated whether it's for this skit or not but right. maybe he put the ball gown on every now and then the same ball gown so we well, tried to squeeze into the one that was know. too tight for her yeah because it would have been very tight for him yeah I don't, and that would have been a whole lot of leg maybe they would have had to have two ball gowns yeah that were the same similar in style <laughs> but different different fit that's that's the or- that that's good that's exciting yeah <laughs> I I've seen it. yeah it's there's no videos of it there are a few videos of her of on YouTube, so, oh. yeah. So you can actually go and watch a little bit of Betty Jamel. Um, but the reason I love the story of Betty Jamel is that she geared to what would have been considered mildly grotesque humor. Right. People are easily grossed out at this time. Yeah, which is good because people are not easily grossed out anymore. Not anymore because they've seen um, everything. Yes. Uh, but she would drink the water from a vase of wilting flowers. And that was Ew. like, oh my god, clutching my pearls. Wow. How could she? That's just disgusting. You know, and now we have jackass, and that's just not ever going to fly. Is it? Yeah, I've seen now. too many people like be sick on national yeah, TV. Yeah, exactly. That's why is that a thing? Let's <laughs> go back to a simpler time, a time when you can time drink you flower can... water. Yes, yeah. it's, it's shocking. Would be like, that's just horrific. And yeah. Um, Abby might not have even been real flower water, or was it? I don't think so. I think it could have just it must have it. just have been, could have been just fresh, just yeah. put in there, and then she just, just a little bit it. of flowerness in there. Yeah, it's like people eat flowers nowadays. Yeah, people put them in fancy restaurants. People yeah. put them on cocktails. I went to I had cocktails last night. They had flipping rose petals all over them, <laughs> <laughs> and that wasn't shocking. I mean, the, yeah, it's expensive. So that was quite. The, the price was shocking. The price was shocking. Yeah. <laughs> but the flowers themselves were delicious. So yeah, that's good to know. <laughs> All right, um, some of my favourite stories of Betty Jamel are uh, from her various pantos. Oh, I love a little bit of panto. Oh, no, um, you don't. So, <laughs> uh, such as this panto that she appeared in in 1944 through 1945. Okay. So, this panto, and I... 
no idea how this would have been a panto, but this panto was a stage production of Humpty Dumpty, starring Betty Jamel with another vaudeville great Norman, Norman Evans at the Lead Theatre Royale. Wow. Humpty Dumpty, the panto. I hope they really drew it out a bit longer than it. Well, they did. Here's <laughs> the thing. The panto proved to be so popular that it ended up running for 22 weeks. Wow. And still holds the record now for the longest running panto. It ran and it was an from egg Christmas that fell off Eve. It was an egg. It was a good egg. It was an egg. <laughs> He's a good egg. He fell down. And we made some jokes on it. Put together um, again. Well, it started on Christmas Eve and ran right through until the end of Easter. Well, that's so. that's a quiet time. People need something to do in that time. People and they like, didn't Christmas have TVs finished. then, you know. And they just wanted to see eggs. I did. Resurrected. Me, like... <laughs> Re- maybe maybe that it was tied the... in with the Easter yeah, thing. Yeah, <laughs> with religion. I don't know. Yeah. It was the second coming, and everyone was like, I don't think it's going to happen again. Let's just pin all our hopes on this egg. But now we know that Humpty Dumpty and the second coming happened in 1945. It did. So at it's the Leeds Theatre Royale. It's gone. We're waiting for the third one now. Yeah. It's, it's coming anytime And also, soon. what I'm excited about what pantomime is going to overtake that in the future. I don't know if pa- any panto has the ability to We're still waiting, be that pantos. Do it. Bring us a pantomime that lasts longer than a 22-week run. And maybe starring it's people so that good and people aren't... can't get enough. Yeah. But if they were starring people from, like, Love Island, they're probably not going to last 22 weeks. I, I don't know. I've not actually watched Love Island, so... I, I can't know. comment on their <laughs> acting abilities. They might be amazing. Yeah. Who knows? Who we'll knows? have to check them out in a panto near you. Um, so Betty became one of the few successful female panto dames. So mm, That's good. That's and good. to be small as well, to be a yeah. panto dame. She must have had a lot of presence for she that. She must have had a hell of a sage presence. Yeah. So, um, she toured constantly with pantos in the winter and summer concerts in the summer. Mm. Yeah, it's in the subtitle. But in the 1960s, so if you think she was yeah. born in 1901, so in her mid 60s, yeah, this happened. She was still working in pantos, um, and during one night of performing at the Lyceum in Edinburgh, she had a bit of an accident. Wasn't mm. Humpty Dumpty? Not Humpty Dumpty. <laughs> I think it was something <laughs> else, um, but. It was a hunting scene in which Betty was sat astride a panto horse. So she was actually riding, riding a panto two horse. other people dressed as a horse. There's two stagehands inside. Right. Yeah. But the leading stagehand, so the, the front of the, the front horse, end. <laughs> front end of the panto horse, toppled forward, sending Betty flying over his head and landing on her face. Oh. She broke her nose. Oh. But she stood up, blood pouring out of her nose, and ad-libbed, just cracked a little joke about it, and finished this, the scene. That's cabaret. That is. But as well as that, she performed her act that evening and didn't go to the hospital until the next day to get her nose reset, and then was back on stage that night. That's very impressive. But also, it's pretty impressive. But look that was like yourself. she was in her sixties you know, at that time. I mean, I know we're like lauding this as that's great, but you know, don't work yourself into the ground and don't go to the <laughs> hospital if you need to. 
you need to go to the doctors. Just fucking go. Sorry, can't swear on this. Yeah, you can me. totally swear on this. Yeah, just, just, I mean, just you've met me. You know I can't yeah, speak without I mean, swearing. I, I admit I would not want to cancel a gig. You haven't cancelled gigs. So I this bloody is why. have. I, I like broke my arm yes. and the first person I called was the producer after I'd broken it 30 seconds later. I can't do the show. It was fine. We got a replacement. But that is, that's the one show that I had to cancel. So you, you broke your arm and you cancelled one show? Uh, I think... Yeah. Yeah. See, I think it was only one. It, that's still pretty good going. Uh, for breaking no. your arm. I mean, I didn't perform for like five weeks and maybe I didn't have any books yet I can't remember this is my bad memories <laughs> but um yeah I did manage to to do a lot of things with only one working hand for a while yeah I think weren't you doing silk still with one arm I was teaching some silk there's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of verbal instruction going on there and, um, as well as having a long career on stage Betty worked in radio television and also in a few films notably cup tie honeymoon which is a motion picture that was filmed in manchester in 1948 uh, starring sandy powell and pat pilkinson who was later from coronation street oh cory bit of cory in there <laughs> it's a northern podcast yeah Could slip a little bit of cory in um, there are clips of this movie available on YouTube, along with some short sketches of Betty Jamel in the TV show, The Good Old Days. I will upload some photos of Betty Jamel and more photos of interest relating to her on the podcast Instagram account, which you can find by typing in at Cavalry Darlings. Do you follow us yet? Yes. Are you lying? Do. <laughs> no. So, give us a follow for um, future... It's the first one. <laughs> but give us a wee follow for future episode updates and a visual history of each amazing person or persons we talk about on this podcast. So you go there, you'll see some pictures of Bethy Jamel. Are they all going to be people? They're I'm just wondering, varying. are you going to do an animal? Um, I have not been able to find much on cabaret animals, like unfortunately. Dog. I don't know. Yeah. Cabaret I, dog. I, I, I'm going to research something. I'm going to um, interview my dog, Jake. <laughs> I just wondered if there's any showbiz story. cabaret dogs that, you know, started life. So not famous not ones, famous. unfortunately. Oh, well. I can try and find some information about that dog from Frasier. Yeah. Everyone loves a bit of Eddie. Everyone loves Eddie. Was Eddie just one dog, though? <laughs> Uh, or was yeah. he several dogs? Because no, a lot of dog. these dogs are several dogs. Did you he know that? He was one dog. Apparently because he was one dog. I think the dog the dog in space is more than one dog. Like, you know, if the dog gets tired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the second we, dog we that our, looks the same. Our dog actors better than our human actors. Yeah. So. <laughs> I could do with that. Like, if I get tired, just as fill in. It would just be a dog wearing... <laughs> <laughs> just a dog in a wig. <laughs> Looking really confused. <laughs> like, uh, what's going yeah, on? And what like, kind of dog would socks? I be if I was a dog? Oh, what breed? What breed? I don't know. Small one. Maybe a bit mm. yappy. I think like a, a papillion. What's a papillion? They're know. really um, they're like long haired, really like cute ears. They're called papillions because their ears look like butterfly wings. Oh, that's and they're really, really sweet. Sweet. Yeah. Sounds like what would I be if me. I was a dog breed? <laughs> this Something. this podcast just turned into what dog would you <laughs> be? Dog <laughs> would you be? Something elegant. I don't know a lot of dog breeds. I feel like a greyhound. 
like live kind of like live swanning and around swanning and, and only, elegant. only runs short distances and then goes fuck that yeah that's <laughs> yeah, pretty much spot on um so stay tuned while we discuss betty after this quick break so angela booth is a photographer based in manchester uk inspired by pin-up portraiture and vintage hollywood glamour with an ethos of creating beautiful photography for all whether it's your first or hundredth time in front of the camera for Angela, photography is not about pressing a button, but inspiring those who get in front of her camera, helping you to feel more confident and radiant in your own skin. Mm. I would Getting like that. that skin. Well, you know, I know I've met Angela. She's lovely. She is. So I She's can also a attest. lovely person. She's just a lovely person, and I, I can imagine that she would just make you feel so... She does. I've done quite a few shoots with Angela now, um, and you can find them on my Instagram at Millie underscore dollar. <laughs> they may get, may as well get that in there. Um, she always takes loads of care to create perfect image. So she's really nice at giving directions. She's really I like, need directions. Excited yeah. to I think it's shoot amazing. Don't stuff be afraid to admit you. if you need direction. That's yeah. cool. Well, like. she's really, really lovely. She's yes. really patient when you're shooting with her as well, which is good because I have a tendency to wrap it on. Yeah, and not pose very well because I'm like, meow, I'm going to tell you about all these things. I have a Chandler smile. A Chandler style? Smile. A Chandler smile. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you said a Chandler style. I, I mean, like, it's this podcast, you can't see it. But if anyone's seen I will friends. take a photo of this Chandler smile <laughs> and, and put it on our Instagram at camera. Like, <laughs> either that or a Muppet. I'm just like, either I don't quite know how to smile. Yeah. <laughs> um, is it smiling? Or, well, like, just a Muppet, you know? And I imagine where your mouth is as wide as possible. Yeah. And you're just like... Bing! Bing! That, <laughs> that was the word that I needed That's to <laughs> express what was going on in my well, face. Because no one could see Angela it. Angela will be able to help you. Angela? An- yeah. Angela. Angela. I'm going to come find you. You can help me find... I've help you. Some, the, the smile between. Yeah. I'm going to ha- tell you now how Muppet. to contact her. It is. Please do. Angela M. Booth at hotmail.com. That's all one word. I was going Again, to say, is that all one word? Angela M. Booth at hotmail.com. You can find her on Facebook and Instagram at Angela Booth Photography. Again, there's loads of pictures of me on there. Pretty much half naked. That's what so I do. that's just one of the reasons to go on there. And then the other reason is to get your own <laughs> pictures like that. So not only can you hear my voice, you can see her butt. My butt. You can see my most uh, of my tits. Ankles, um, whatever bits. and Instagram allows you allows you to see, which is not a lot. Uh, well, it's everything but nipples and poof, isn't it? Nipples, but f- nipples and poof. No, a lot of people. Can you are getting... see crack? Um, is I've, that allowed on Instagram? I have posted the fair crack mm. on occasion. Again, my Instagram is. <laughs> I think I, I'm of the opinion that bums are funny. Yeah, but I it's hard because people are like no bums are sexy, and yeah, they can be both. They can be both. They can at the same time. Yeah, I don't know. Depends. I Again, mean, find us a picture of a funny, sexy bum. Michelle Lamour doing her yes. Beethoven, which is sexy, that is and, sexy funny. and funny. If you haven't seen it, then go to YouTube, look up Michelle Lamour, um, Fifth Symphony, I think it is. Beethoven. Beethoven. Symphony. It's Beethoven. And, um, and, and, oh, yeah. it's so funny. It's funny and it's sexy. Yes. So there you go. Yes, I'm all yeah. about funny and sexy, which so, sounds like this lady was. She, Both of well, these things. Yeah, I, I, she was extremely a talented lady, I think. 
Yeah. I did you I enjoy that her. story of Betty Jamel? I really Jamel. did, and I feel like I want to go online and Google her because that is the way of the world now. But <laughs> just <laughs> got to go Google research, <laughs> Google, YouTube, everything. Yeah. Um, and I can't wait to see little clips of her. She yeah. sounds really interesting. Uh, she has uh, a few things in common with us in mm. the sense of, you know, she works far too hard. And mm-hmm. probably I'm going to be working into my 60s at this rate doing the same thing, stripping. Um, but she married a fellow vaudeville performer. It wasn't the tall guy. It wasn't a tall guy. It wasn't the no. tall guy. Um, no. But then when, after he sadly died, she remarried um, to a Italian acrobat. Ooh. Like, get it, girl. Nice one, Miss Bessie Jamel. <laughs> and was he a toy boy or was he of a similar age to her? I think he's a similar age. I couldn't find. Was um, he still acrobatting when they got he married? He was still acrobatting, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they must have met through the circuit. Yeah. So, yeah. But it seemed oh, to have run in her blood because her daughter became an actress, but like a legitimate actress. And is her daughter still acting today? Um. I think she is still alive, but she's not still acting today. Right. But she did marry Terence. Terence. She did marry Terence Morgan, who starred a in Hamlet with Laurence Olivier. Oh wow! So he was quite well known um, British actor. Yeah, but I couldn't find a lot of information about Betty Jamel's actual daughter though. Just that right. she was married to. You just had the one daughter. Typical. Yeah, she just had. One. And was that with the first marriage or the second? The first marriage. And how, I suppose she, she's dead now? Betty otherwise, Jamel? Yeah, or... otherwise she'd be like 100 She'd be 100 odd. Um, she died <laughs> in 1990 at the age of 89. Oh, it's a good, it's it's a good, good life. full life. Yeah. She got to, um, you know, be in the vaudeville circuit in its heyday and still got to enjoy the music of Queen and Bowie. <laughs> so, that's yeah, that's a good. good. That is good. And lived through wars and survived. Yes. And was she still? When did she stop performing? Do you know that? Or? No, it seems like she carried on performing Just as long she as she could. Well, so she, I she think was definitely that's... still performing right until the late sixties. That we're definitely going to end up like that. I want to end up like that. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, I'm not going to say I'm happy if I die because I don't want to die. But <laughs> if I'm going to do it, still on stage. Well, hopefully, in the not, middle of a number, not falling off a at the age of one. I want to make it to hundred. I want my letter from the Queen. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'd be happy to fall off a panto horse, age one hundred and one, into onto my face, and that's the end of it. <laughs> be quick. That's a way of going and out. In a way, sure. slightly funny. Then everyone would be like, "Ooh, awkward silence." That yeah. wasn't planned. one person at the back, just like, <laughs> "Yeah, oh, she's dead." Oh, dear. <laughs> it's fine because I wouldn't know. I'd be, I'd be yeah, and everyone else would like, I think I'd be a headline. A I'd still be and making the headlines the next day. Yeah. Actress hundred one dies falling off panto horse onto her face <laughs> into the we orchestra pit. We don't know into, where the panto horse came from. <laughs> uh, for into a giant. What's the big trump? The big brass instruments. The tuba. Oh, the tuba. Yeah, like I'd fall into the tube and there'd be like a comedy. Just your legs oh. kicking out the top of the tube. Yeah, and then yeah, they'd just slowly start kicking. <laughs> <I'd be> dead. <laughs> oh, death. There's a lot involved in this Funny. death. There's like there's panto horses. There's tubers. Uh, well, <laughs> there's some reason. If you're gonna <laughs> do it, if you're gonna go, why not go? Off a panto horse <laughs> at the age of 101. I, no, uh, we have many years to plan this 
Uh, yeah. Well, I don't. I, I would like it to feel spontaneous. Yeah, that's a big ask. But there is a lot so of variables. I'm looking for a booker that. when I'm 101. Yeah. Um. So they're probably going to be younger than me. They might not be born they, yet. Yeah, might not even exist. They're probably yet. not born yet. But that's what I'm hoping for. Someone is going to book me in the future at that age to be on a panto horse. Yeah. I don't know what part I would be in the panto. <laughs> old crone <laughs> well the That's... future is bright there it's like well it's bright <laughs> if they're hiring 101 year old people to be in pantos i think that's great i'm Even all for people hiring pantos, elderly like... elderly actress actors actresses and performers <laughs> don't be ageist people just because you think someone might die accidentally doesn't mean you shouldn't hire them and it's a hell of a way to end the show exactly it really is yeah all right well you can see photos of Betty Jamel over on our Instagram account at Cabaret Darlings. Thank you so much for listening and thank you to my first guest, Miss Velma Bon Bon Bon. You're welcome. I hope my voice has not been too irritating for everyone to listen to. <laughs> I certainly will not be listening back to it. Oh. <laughs> hey, well, thank you but for I was here, so I know anyway. what happened. So yeah, it's fine. You remember this conversation. Well, that's debatable. <laughs> well, it's <laughs> <laughs> been wine. And also, I don't remember anything. All right. Thank you, everyone. And tune in again next week. Uh, Thank you. Good night. Goodbye. Bye.